Hi, I'm Lynn. And I'm Rochelle. Welcome to Idgits and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. We know the last episode was a little wonky sound-wise. Uh, we tried to fix it, so hopefully we did. Thank you for sticking around. Today we're talking about Season 1, Episode 2, titled Wendigo. Uh, we start at Blackwater Ridge, Lost Creek, Colorado. You see three guys camping, and one of them is totally Finn from Glee. Uh, these three guys, they are playing video games in their tents. Well, okay, first of all, what really burns me in my butt <laughs> is that they, like, okay, I love camping. Don't get me wrong. Like, it is great. No, like, it's not. Okay, it's totally great. Okay. Why would you play video games? Like, that's, you're missing the entire point of camping. Like, it's to be, like, in nature and, you know, go on hikes and do adventures and, like, you're sitting in your tent playing video games. Also, they left the fire unattended <laughs> in the middle of the campsite. They are in their tents, there is nobody around, and there's a blazing fire. Like, okay, Smokey the Bear should just, like, go through there and annihilate them all. Okay, listen, the only <laughs> way camping would be totally tolerable for me is if I could, like, hang out in my tent and watch episodes of Supernatural. <laughs> I wouldn't want to watch episodes of Supernatural hanging out in my tent because I, again, have a weak constitution and would not be able to handle it. I think it would make it a thousand times better. <laughs> so one of these guys goes outside and hears something while he's peeing. Uh, then he screams and probably dies. Uh, Finn, from Glee, <laughs> pokes his head out to see what's happening and he gets pulled out of the tent. Uh, so you don't really see him die, but you do see him get pulled out of the tent. And then the final guy, uh, who is totally wearing a puka shell necklace. So that's how old this episode <laughs> and is. And that's, okay, if anybody's <laughs> ever seen Heartland, <laughs> it's Ty from Heartland. Oh, yeah, I don't know what that is. Anyways. <laughs> um, uh, so his tent gets ripped open, uh, but we don't see him die. But we just, it's kind of implied. And then opening credits. <laughs> Uh, then we cut to Palo Alto, California. Uh, Sam is going to visit Jessica's grave, which is crazy sad and awful. Um, he's emotional and crying, which I would also be. And he says we sh uh, that he should have told her the truth. He goes to put flowers on her grave, and a hand pops out of the earth, zombie style. Okay, no lie, though. I jumped so hard. And I've seen this episode, like, yeah. two or three times at least. And I jump. Every single time, even though I know what's going to happen, you I know still, that like, that I wait for it. Come out. Yeah. I wait for it, and I'm like, <gasps> like every single time. <laughs> I'm kind of glad that it happens. So, so, anyways, Sam wakes up. It was just a dream, and I'm, I'm kind of glad because I don't want Jessica to be a freaking zombie. I know, but I don't know. Terrible. So, Sam and Dean are in the car, and they talk about Sa how Sam keeps having nightmares about Jessica. Dean tries to cheer him up by offering to let him drive, which is super cute. And Sam says that that's never happened before. Well, because, I mean, Dean and his car, that's, like, honestly, that's his baby. I mean, he calls it baby for a reason. Yeah. Like, nobody, nobody touches baby. <laughs> I know. I know. I just, I love that that's how, like, hey, how can I make my brother happy? Oh, I know. He can drive my car. <laughs> yeah. Um, they talk about how Daddy Winchester's coordinates from the previous episode lead to the middle of the woods in Colorado, and they're hoping to find him there. Uh, Dean says, Dad disappearing and the thing that killed Mom showing up again after 20 years isn't a coincidence. So they hope their dad has answers and they'll tell him what to do. They get to the ranger station and say that they are environmental studies majors. The park ranger says, bull. Uh, 
and asks them if they're friends with a girl named Haley, whose brother was one of the three campers from the beginning of the episode. Uh, she thinks her brother is missing because he hasn't been checking in. They get her address from the ranger and go visit her, saying that they are park rangers, looking into her brother's disappearance. Uh, she says that her and her little brother are going to go out into the woods in the morning to search for Tommy, who was their missing brother. Also, like, if they're going to go out in the middle of the woods, like, their brother's already missing. And, you know, I would assume that they would know that he's gone with his friends. So if none of the other friends have checked in either, like, there's got to be something scary out there or something that's, you know, at least injured them out there. Like, why would they just want to go out? alone yeah i don't know i mean i would never do that i mean yeah i mean they they like hire somebody to like navigate the woods for them this but, is true but i think that she's kind of spot on if she's used to her brother checking in and he hasn't been like i would if i were her i would think something was wrong too oh i would totally think something yeah. was wrong yeah so um they watched some video footage from her brother showing something moving ridiculously fast in the background which is freaking terrifying <laughs> And Sammy is, like, instantly suspicious. You can see him, like, all of a sudden just, like, hold on a second. You yeah, know? Like, yeah. Some sort of video quirk. He's like, I don't know if it's just, like, a blip or what. Mm-hmm. So Sammy does his research and finds that every 23 years, people go missing in the area, and the locals are just blaming it all on grizzly attacks. They go talk to the only known survivor, who is totally the doctor from Battlestar Galactica. (laughs) Which I have not seen. (laughs) Yeah, but you will. Don't worry. Um, He was just a kid at the time of the attack. He said whatever it was unlocked their cabin door to get in and moved too fast to see. And, like, let's be real. If something is that smart and is starting to unlock doors... I'm not okay with that. <laughs> also, <laughs> like, okay, I'll just be real. This episode, out of all of the monsters, and I've seen all the way through, mm-hmm. um, this is the scariest one for me. Like, every time I watch this episode, I get legitimately, like, kind of freaked out. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. <laughs> I love that. But, I mean, okay, I do know why. But we'll get there. Okay. Okay. Sam wants to discourage Haley from going into the woods, but Dean thinks that she won't listen, so they need to go with her. Uh, Sam gets pissed at Dean. It totally seems like he's looking for a fight. He basically implies he doesn't want to babysit Haley and Ben. So Dean just kind of throws his bag at Sam and walks away from this potential fight. And they head out in the morning and hook up with Haley, Ben, and a guy named Roy, uh, who is also from Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> that guy's totally a Cylon. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, they hired this guy to help them navigate the woods. So we get a short scene here that shows that Tommy, the brother, is totally alive but tied up, and he has to see his friend Finn get eaten by the creature. Also, nasty bone crunching. Like, I feel like they got that pretty well. Yeah. I mean, have you ever heard bone crunching? No, but I feel like... (laughs) I'm glad. That's what it would sound like, you know? Because, like, I feel like, you know, bones are pretty dense, and so, like, that nasty crunching, like, like, heavy sound would be pretty legit, like... Not my idea of a good time. I feel like if I was him hanging there listening to Bones Crunch and this thing get ripped apart, I would probably just pass out, you know? I know. I I don't know how I would deal with that. I would would poop a little and then pass out. (laughs) Let's never hear that. (laughs) Please no. Right. Uh, So you cut back to Sam and Dean, and Dean tells Haley that they're not actually rangers. They're looking for their missing father. And he says that, that that is actually the most honest he's been with a woman ever. <laughs> Which is hilarious, yeah. by the way. Yeah, I love that. Um, <laughs> he, he also see that Dean's provisions that he packed are peanut 
Eponyms. I think that's kind of hilarious because, like, he's like, oh, you know, we're going to be out in the woods. Who knows we're going to be here? Like, or who knows how long we're going to be here? And peanut M&Ms is what he brings. Like, I mean, not peanuts, even are, peanuts are pretty good protein. Like, I can see that. <laughs> but still. Yeah. Um, so they find Tommy's campsite and it's all torn up and covered in blood. Uh, they hear a man screaming for help. So they run around looking, but they can't find anyone. And they go back to the campsite and find all their backpacks and gear have been taken. Uh, Sam realizes that the creature is a Wendigo. Uh, So Dean says, guns are useless. Sam tries to get everyone to go back home. And he and Roy have some angry words here. And Haley says she's not leaving without her brother, Tommy. So they stay the night. Sam and Dean have kind of a, a bro moment. Uh, Sam says, Dad's not here, and Dean agrees. Sam wants to leave and go find him. Uh, Dean says he that Dad wants him to pick up where they left off, saving people, hunting things. The family business. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the first, I mean, I can't tell you how many, like, merch items I've ever seen mm-hmm. for Supernatural that all say saving people, hunting things, the family business. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of the tagline for the entire show. It is. It is. I like that it's in the second episode and not the first, too. Yeah. Like, most of them are in the first episode. This is true. So, um, Dean says Dad has given us a job to do, and I am intend to do it. It's the very first sign of Dean's soft side, kind of. You know, like, him, like, here's what Dad wants us to do. And, this is you know, like his, I follow what Dad wants, you know? Yeah, and, you know, trying to, um, you know, have a moment with Sammy, too, I think. He is. He's trying to kind of, like, sway him. Um, so Sam says, no, I gotta find Dad. I gotta find Jessica's killer. It's the only thing I can think about. So sad. It's, I mean, I don't know that I would be different. Oh, I'm not case. saying I would be different. Yeah. I'm just saying it's, like, so sad, you know? I mean, like, his like, girlfriend just died on the ceiling like mom. Mm-hmm. Like, of course he's obsessed with it. Yeah. Who wouldn't be? Um, Dean says that, you know what, it might take a long-ass time so Sam needs to deal with his anger and have some patience. And Sam asks how Dean and Dad do it. Uh, Dean says helping others is what makes a search for what killed their mom bearable. And that's where you get some fucking Dean empathy for the first time. Exactly. Like, he really, truly cares about other people, and you would never guess that up until now. Yeah, like, he kind of goes from a soft side, like, here, I'm having a moment with my brother, to, like, here's my deep, dark soul. Like, I actually care about people and all I that sort of stuff. People? And it's yeah. just like, oh, Dean. This, yeah. is, this, is, this is how he deals with it, by helping others. So he, he says, and killing evil sons of bitches. So <laughs> Moment over. Yeah, right. Um, they hear more screams for help, and Roy shoots at the sounds and then chases after the creature, also, leaving their... What? No, okay, it's like... It just... It drives me nuts. So, like, why would you go chasing after this thing, right? Like, Sam and Dean do it all the time, but, like... Well, Roy is a hunter and not the supernatural kind. Yeah. He, he thinks that this is a oh, grizzly I bear. it, and I'm going to go find it. But even human. then, like, grizzly bears, you're not going to kill it by just giving it a little shot unless no. you have really good aim. You know, like, right. it's going to be pissed. Yeah. And to go running after this thing, like, what are you going to do? Shoot it again? Like, unless you get enough shots in it, like... I don't know. Like, I've never been grizzly bear hunting, but I feel like <laughs> most people that I know that are hunters, you know, out going for elk or whatever, like, that's the last thing you want to do is shoot at a bear because it's just going to piss it off. It's yeah. not going to make, it's not going to kill it. It's not mm-hmm. going to make it dead. Mm-hmm. So. So, um, Roy leaves their magic safety circle and probably dies. 
um, but you don't really see that. Uh, Sam and Dean tell Haley and Ben about the Wendigo, and we learn that it used to be a man. Then during a harsh winter, he becomes a cannibal to survive. It's like the worst form of a cannibal right there. The Wendigo. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I apparently eating enough human gives you special powers, like strength, speed, and the ability to survive long winters. And the only thing that will kill it is fire. <laughs> you literally have to kill it with fire. I say that about spiders all the time. Yeah. Kill it with fire. I know. Like, that's the only... I've never killed a spider with fire. I'm waiting for my moment. <laughs> I'm waiting for my moment. Like, those suckers, I am terrified of spiders. Like, I'm okay with you know, rats, mice, snakes, all that sort of stuff. Spiders, I cannot do. And I'm waiting for my moment to, like, torch somebody. No, I feel like things. fire would take too long. You'd have to see it, like, running around a flame, and that would make me sad. Like, just squish it like Oh, normal. it wouldn't make me sad at all. Those things no. have tormented me my whole life. No, just It'd make be, it like, quick. vengeance. <laughs> just make it quick. Just smash it. <laughs> You don't want to see it running around on fire. Here's that would thing. upset me. Here's the thing, though, is that I'm not brave enough to actually smash it, so, like, fire is about the closest I can get. <laughs> oh, no. Like, like smashing it is just, like, the fastest. Like, it's, like, the end. It's over. It's good. But I always do, like, a crunch. death cry beforehand. Like, <laughs> and then smash. <laughs> I scream every time. Even a little one. I like, too. I can't kill the big ones, but the little ones, even if I, I'm, like, ah! every time I get yeah. to smack it. Like, I'm pretty sure my family thinks I'm nuts. Also, the neighbors must think that I've got some sort of weird complex going on. <laughs> like, she just randomly screams. We don't know what's wrong with her, but she does it. Anyways. <laughs> she sounds like a lot of spiders. I've died. <laughs> Peppermint oil, man. <laughs> Uh, in the morning, they are uh, tracking the Wendigo, and Roy's body starts dripping down on them from a tree, which is gross. Disgusting. Gross. I feel like there's so much, like, even just in the first two episodes, there's so much blood dripping down onto people going, like, oh, hey, look up. Yeah, there's a lot of dripping blood. Like, may this never happen to me, because, like, <laughs> everyone everyone you see on TV in these situations uh, in these situations are always like, what's happening? Like, but no, anything drips on me, like, rain, rain start, like, it starts to rain, and I'm like, it's blood! <laughs> <laughs> it's blood. There's death above me. <laughs> the sky is dying. The sky is dying. Yes. Um, so. And we're, like, we're in the Seattle area. The sky dies a lot. <laughs> it does. Uh, um, the Wendigo at this point starts hunting them, and Dean and Haley are taken. Uh, Dean has managed to leave Sam a breadcrumb trail with his M&M's. It's so great. Like, that's the... Like, that's so genius, though. Like, his provisions turn into, like, oh, by the way, it's like a little roadmap to where they've been hidden. Yep. So, um, they find Dean, Haley, and Tommy alive, but tied up. And Dean finds some flare guns. The Wendigo comes from them at this point. So, Dean tries to distract it so the others can escape. And this is where he screams, you want some white meat, bitch? (laughs) (laughs) Also, I want to know, like, how they're sneaking around in this, like, Wendigo lair. And this thing doesn't know, like, apparently some, like, superhuman animal hybrid thing. Like, how does it not smell or, like, hear or anything? I think it does. And I think it's just fucking with them, honestly. I think it's like, you know what? This is my chance to get, like, four more dudes for the winter to eat. This is true. That's what I think. Smart thinking. Yeah. So, uh, the Wendigo back Sam, Haley, uh, Ben, and Tommy into a corner. So, Sam tries to shield the other three with his own body. Um, I wrote, that's some courage in my notes, but Rochelle read, that's some coverage. Some coverage. <laughs> I mean, it's both, it's true in both scenarios. Uh, like, Sam has a really long body, so that is huge. some coverage. He's huge. He's giant. Like, we've seen him at the convention, what, like, I've seen him three times, you've seen him, what, four times? Yeah. And... 
you don't realize how big these guys are. I yeah. mean, until you see them in real life, you're like, oh my gosh, you're such a giant. You're so tall. And like, totally not in a bad way at all. Right. It's just definitely so surprising because you think like, oh, okay, you like, you know, Jared is tall and, you know, mm-hmm. um, Jensen is probably pretty tall too, but then when you realize Jensen is like, I think he's like 6'3 or 4 or something like that. I think Jared is like 6'4 and Jensen is like 6. I feel like but, I looked at But you know what? Rochelle is a very tall girl. And so for her to say that, that those are tall boys is saying something. They are very tall boys. Like my brother is 6'6. Six, six. He's quite the giant. That's bonkers. And I feel like. Jared is pretty comparable height-wise yeah. to my brother. And, I mean, because we've been not too far away from them. Mm-hmm. And they're not small. No, they're <laughs> tall dudes. And I am very wee at, like, five foot two. So everyone, <laughs> everyone is tall. So anyway, that's some coverage. <laughs> uh, Dean kills the Wendigo with a flare gun. Also, uh, gunslinger Dean. That's, like, that's, that's my quote right there for this part of this he, he kind of does a look like that's right relish in my badassness <laughs> like yeah you know like, and, i did this and Haley looks very impressed with dean at this point <laughs> uh, so they all lie to the authorities and say that it was a grizzly that attacked him and little brother ben looks super traumatized <laughs> and i would too let's be honest my note for this is kid is scarred therapy is in order <laughs> he, he does not look happy um <laughs> Haley says to dean that she doesn't know how to thank him and he gives her a shitty suggestive look saying um like <laughs> like way to ruin a moment dean. right and then she says must you cheap in the moment and he says yeah because <laughs> <laughs> it's dean <laughs> right i like that part a lot that's probably my favorite part of the episode yeah <laughs> um uh, she kisses him on the cheek and then gets in the ambulance with her family and dean does look strangely moved by that kiss on the cheek like i i liked that he's I got that a nice. heart I not know. that he doesn't already but like he shows it every once in a while and it just makes you love dean anymore even more like yeah I'm totally a Dean girl, and these little moments are what I live for. <laughs> it seemed to him like that kiss on the cheek meant more to him than a kiss on the lips would have. So I liked that. Yes. Um, Sam comes over to Dean, and Dean says, I hate camping. And you know what? Same. <laughs> like, I, I love ca- camping. No. So here's the thing, though, is that if I were in a Supernatural episode, I would hate camping. Like, well, yeah. I definitely would hate it. However... I'm not in a Supernatural episode, <laughs> even though, okay, not going to lie, the last time I went camping, I was a little bit weirded out by going outside in the dark. Like, it's like, can I hold it or can I wait till morning? Like, yeah, can I wait no. till morning? Can I hold it? Like, you know. The last three times I've gone camping, like, I've gone camping and hung out with my camping mates during the day. And then when it's time to go to bed, I've gone to my motel room and taken a <laughs> shower and slept in a goddamn bed. And it was great. <laughs> That's and cheating. That is how I camp now. It's cheating. You know what? We we stayed at this at this place where at night, like it would be so windy, it was like the dirt was like sifting through the size of the tent and oh. filling up your ear. You know? I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. Like <laughs> it was horrible. And it happened three summers in a row and I'm just I'm done. I camp in motel rooms and that is <laughs> totally fine with me i feel like you just need a new camping spot probably uh, but at the same time like i'm good i've camped enough for here's like one thing. lifetime here's the thing 
We're going camping. Oh. <laughs> it's going to happen. Oh. You need to experience good camping. Okay, this only happens if you stay in haunted hotel rooms with me, Rochelle. That's our deal. Here's the thing. That's our deal. You wouldn't want to stay in that haunted hotel room with me because I would be freaking out the entire time. <laughs> you don't want to sleep in a tent with me when my ear is filling up with dirt, okay? That's not a... I can handle that a lot easier than I can handle That's being not in a happy, like, zen lin. <laughs> That's a really pissed off neurotic lid. Okay. You'd get a really, really neurotic version of a Rochelle if you put her in a haunted hotel room. That's fine. I have drugs that will help us deal with that. I feel like that's not even going to be a thing. Like, that's not even going to help me. Like, not saying that I would take them anyways, but. I know, but still. Still. (sighs) (laughs) Then Sam takes the Impala keys and says, I'm driving. credits (laughs) so i have some thoughts on this episode um sammy on a mission is kind of a jerk you know (laughs) he's a total jerk okay he's still stuck in like my girlfriend just died mode and i get that and he's having nightmares all the time like he's kind of a bitch also though like i mean yeah i mean i totally get it but i feel like he's just too like he can't be reasoned with you know and i feel like dude it's been a few days like let's have a normal conversation and he's just like not even capable of like having any sort of rational thought at all he wants a fight i mean he wants he's asking for yeah, yeah he's just he's mad at the world and he wants to pick a fight i am impressed with dean that he like understands that yeah you know especially like them being apart for like two years and now suddenly being together and dean having to deal with his brother in this state like Mm -hmm. i'm impressed with dean being able to deal with it oh yeah and i think he kind of understands because also i mean i would think that dean's probably thinking well this is kind of like what i felt like after mom died you know so Mm -hmm. i think he gets it and that's why he's being like so lenient with sammy because i feel like any other time he wouldn't be that just like oh okay you know he he would probably rise to the occasion oh yes Yeah. (laughs) yeah um another thought so, when they're all out looking for, you know, this Wendigo, this kid has got his headphones in. Like, Oh, yeah, like little brother yeah, like, or whatever. Come on. Like, if you're out, he's totally not into it. Like, it kind of makes you wonder, like, does he really even care that his brother is missing? Does he think his but- or his sister is, like, being super irrational about this whole thing? And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, sh- like, he'll come back. It'll be fine. Whatever. Like, and he's just going along because his sister wants to go. Yeah. Or if he literally is just being, like, a little, you know, teenage, like, I don't care. You know? Yeah. I mean, he generally looks concerned for his brother. My only, like, way to, like, rationalize this is, like, how I used to go to the dentist. <laughs> it's like, when I would get my cavities filled, like, I would be so stressed out that I would have to, like, have my headphones on, like, my little Walkman, yeah. you know, and, like, I would have to, like, blast my music to overpower the sound of the drill. And I just assume that that's what he's doing here. He's like, I can't deal with this, so I'm going to listen to my, like, whatever Beyonce <laughs> to try I, I and calm think, my nerves. <laughs> I think it would be so much better if he was listening to Beyonce. Like, I have no idea what he's listening to. But right. I feel like next time I watch this episode, I'm going to think of him listening to Beyonce, and I'm going to laugh. And you're going to be like, okay, really hard. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, okay. Like, this totally makes sense now. <laughs> also, another thought. This Wendigo... So, I don't know if it's because of the human part of him, but, or it, or whatever, you know, it used to be, um, 
it hangs them up like a butcher would hang up like a pig. You know, yeah, like it does. Other than you know, it's not hamstringing them. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of creepy. It's like they're just sitting there in a butcher shop waiting to die. You right. know, like there, it, there's a certain like human element to it and so here's why this Wendigo thing like I said earlier the Wendigo or this episode is the one that freaks me out the most is because this thing is too human like well I it can't... was a human at first well that's yeah. the thing so like it's too human they you know I think the thing that creeped me out the most about it was that it can like mimic voices and try and like lure people by having them think that it's you know something else um, or, you know, whoever it is that they're looking for in this yeah. case, Tommy. That is creepy. Um, like, that would freak me out not knowing. Like, <laughs> if I were to ever go in the woods looking for somebody and I would hear their voice, I would automatically now think that, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Like, <laughs> it would not. <laughs> it wouldn't be like, a, oh, yay, we finally found yeah. them. It's like, ah! you know? This is like recent 10,000 why I don't go camping. <laughs> If somebody calls for you and they call for help, don't go running after them. No. Call somebody Your first. Your ass will get eaten. <laughs> and you'd be hanging from a tree dripping blood. I know. <laughs> it's just a terrible thing. Onto someone's head, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ew. <laughs> just ew. So much ew. <laughs> also, another ew. This thing looks like just a tall, skinny orc. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, I mean, you've seen all the Lord of the Rings, yes? Yeah. Yeah, like, just kind of the creepy face, the somewhat pointy ears, like, it just looks like an orc that got put in, like, a stretching machine Mm -hmm. and is now super tall and, like, weird. Also, okay, (laughs) it looks kind of like Lupin from Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. And I remember watching that movie when it came out, and it freaking me out because really? of, like the whole like and like none of the Harry Potter movies really scared me other than Lupin because he was like too human and just like the way he walked and the way mm-hmm. like he moved all that sort of stuff and I think part of the reason why this Wendigo thing kind of like freaks me out more than anything mm-hmm. that I've seen in the supernatural universe so far is because it's similar to that also it's like human like so it's like Lupin that can mimic voices, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, my mind just, like, can't wrap itself around that. Oh, I love Lupin. That's so funny that that freaked you out. That made me more, like, empathetic towards him, I think, because he was so human still, even though he was all wolfy. You know? <laughs> he wolfed out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love Lupin as a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ex- like... I shouldn't say except for that scene where he turns into a werewolf, but it definitely did kind of weird me out a little yeah. bit. Granted, I don't know how old I was when these movies came out. Right. And so it might have just been because I was younger. Also, again, weak constitution. (laughs) (laughs) If anything, (laughs) if anything is slightly human, it freaks me out. Like so interesting. It's like the animalistic human qualities. Like you get too much of a hybrid with that and I just can't handle it. Like I think that would be what my scary movie. Like if there was a scary movie that would actually scare me, it would have to be something like that. You know, like Mm -hmm. where somebody like, you know, some weird somebody turns into an animal and they're like you know but they still have enough human qualities to make them you know Mm -hmm. that's so interesting i'm trying to think of what movies you would really be freaked out about if you guys can think of any that would be 
perfect for scaring Rochelle. <laughs> Seriously, email us and give us some recommendations. Because we're trying. But even, like, I mean, we saw it, and that didn't freak me out. No. And that's still, like, pretty human. I wouldn't say it's animal in any variety. Well, but it's a little too supernatural for you, It's I think. a little too supernatural for me to be scary. Yeah. But Pennywise is never, like, a human you know to begin with yeah, yeah. so that's why so if you guys know of any scary movies like, like what should Rochelle watch to freak <laughs> her the fuck out <laughs> please please email us <laughs> please do and yeah. we will provide our email address for you yeah maybe that'll be our next podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> here's how to freak me out yeah um uh, so also kind of, you already said this earlier, but, um, Dean is a good, like, monster taunter slash trash talker. Like, yeah. there's multiple times throughout the show where he's just like, come at me, bro. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and he, he has no fear and he's just like totally dissing. It's like, there's been a few times where it's like, have you gone too far? Have you made it too angry? You know, mm-hmm, like you want mm-hmm. it to notice you. You don't want it to eat you. Right. But. Yes. So that, those are my thoughts for this show is mm-hmm. what I had written down other than kind of what we went over. Um, but some interesting facts about this episode. Um, on Jessica's tombstone, it shows that her birthday is January 24th, which is also Dean's birthday. Oh, do you think that's why Sammy liked her in the first place? I feel like subconsciously <laughs> at first... He was like, oh, this is your birthday? Maybe we should date. (laughs) I don't think he went that far. (laughs) I don't think he went that far. Okay. But also, like, you know, it's kind of just, you know, fun fact, Mm -hmm. you know, for them. Um, So, also, the actual coordinates that John left for Sam and Dean are in Arizona, not in Colorado. (laughs) So, and... Lynn, you did the research for this. Does it, did it tell you what um, city or anything it was? Um, it sh- said that it was closest to Flagstaff. Oh, okay. So. I know people in Flagstaff. <laughs> Flagstaff reminds me of The Stand by Stephen King. I have, I, I don't, I don't know of The Stand. <laughs> You've, have you seen the horrible miniseries, horrible slash amazing miniseries <laughs> that they did on The Stand? Mm-mm. Oh, man. Another thing for the list. <laughs> oh, man. It's so bad, but so good. Like most of Stephen King's <laughs> miniseries. <laughs> we'll watch it. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> We're creating this list of things that I haven't seen that Lynn's, like, appalled that I haven't seen. And so there's, a, like, a little... Um, like checklist of things yeah. that we're gonna you know watch. what I read the stand when I was like 12 and I don't think I've read it since then I wonder how well I, I mean obviously it's Stephen King and he's brilliant so I'm sure it holds up but yeah yeah depends on also like the guy the who style, plays yeah. yeah the guy who play, who plays the bad guy is hilarious he like growls at the screen and like hisses and <laughs> it's so good <laughs> it's so good he's rabid <laughs> <laughs> So our last interesting fact about this episode is Eric Kripke, the creator of Supernatural, uh, used to say that he hated the episode, but he recently said that he rewatched it and actually wasn't bad, and it actually wasn't bad at all. So he's taking it off of his shit list. <laughs> oh, that's nice. You know what? I like this episode. It is. I mean, it's it's kind of monster of the weeky, sure, but it mm-hmm. is genuinely scary. I think. Yeah. And yeah. I like I like that you get like angry Sam and like you get to see a little bit into, like, Dean's, like, true heart of, like, helping people. I, mm-hmm. I like it. I do like it. Yeah. 
Um, so we've got some more facts about the Wendigo instead of the episode. Um, so a Wendigo is a cannibalistic creature that preys on the weak and socially disconnected, according to the Algonquian-speaking First Nations in North America. So the first written account of a Wendigo is from 1636 in what is now Quebec. Um, stories can also be found from the Western frontier from the 1800s. Wow. Long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Um, most of the legends say that humans can transform into Wendigos after his spirit is corrupted by greed or weakened by extreme conditions, like hunger or cold. Um, another legend says that a human can become a Wendigo when they get possessed by a prowling spirit during a moment of weakness. Okay, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to put this out into the world. Like, if that's what you have to eat and that's it, like... That's a possibility. <laughs> I don't know. I'm mean, not saying that I would, like, definitely go cannibal. Like, the, but, like, if that's what you have to do to survive, I could see that. I could see it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I think... I'm not stoked about it. I, you know, I don't know if I could do it. Like, and granted, you know, like, I haven't been in that situation, so no. I don't know. <laughs> but I feel like I would, like... I would never be able to, like, kill somebody to eat them. No. But, like, if there's a dead somebody already... That would that, maybe be one thing. That but is the... I, yeah. You know, like, when you get to the point of, like, okay, we're all alive. Oh, yeah. You know, no, like, I wouldn't be able to kill I somebody. I would be like, just just kill me. Like, I can't kill you guys. Like, right. this would not be... And, you know, like, <laughs> I, I hope that I am never in that situation. Right. But, yeah, I don't know. Like... I think I would just be a wreck. <laughs> I'd just be like, I yeah. can't handle this, so you guys are going to have to handle it for me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I just feel like this is going to come back to, like, bite us in the ass, which is really funny when you think about what I just said. <laughs> but but I... Also terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I think if there was somebody who was, like, already dead and I was in that situation and it was that or die, I could, I could probably do it. But that's it. Mm, that's I don't know it. if I could. I, I mean... It, it, I mean, it would. This is terrible. This is on. this is where we lose all of our listeners. Like they've gone full cannibal. <laughs> we're out. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> so moving on. <laughs> um, the Wendigos usually have powers like superhuman strength, stamina, sight, hearing, smell, speed, um, and they have the ability to walk across deep snow or open water without sinking. <sighs> and to me, the like first Legolas. Thing- Exactly. Yeah. But also, it kind of makes me think about, um, so I saw this, it wasn't a meme, but it was like a picture of a Snapchat that somebody had said, like, we have two skinny cats and one fat one. (laughs) And there's like these teeny tiny little paw prints in the snow on one side and then this trench (laughs) next to it. That's adorable. I feel like, you know, the Wendigo would be the teeny tiny little paw prints on the sand. (laughs) That's so cute. Maybe not that cute, but you know, like, <laughs> that's just the first thing I thought of. I would of. be the fat cat <laughs> making a I, trench. I think I would definitely make a pretty big trench. <laughs> so some lore says that they can be killed with a club or a gun, you know, referring to the Wendigo. Others say that the Wendigo has to be somehow subdued, and then you cut its heart out and put its heart into a fire. Okay, how do you subdue it? Like, 
I mean, it's human, sort of. I mean, so do you like, have to, like, trink it up, like, with horse tranquilizer? Is that <laughs> Would that even do? work, though? Because the only thing you can kill it with, well, at least in cor- according to this episode, is you can only kill it with fire. I, and so yeah. would a trank do anything to it? Probably not. Yeah, I don't know how you subdue it. Maybe there's some sort of, like, I mean, because this is, like you know, North American, Native American tribe sort of lore. I wonder if there's some sort of, like, you know, here's what we do for this. You know, because it's very, I mean, I would think that, like, Sam and Dean, they're like, this is what you do for this, and this is what you do for this. Like, if this is part of their lore, they probably have a, this is what you do for this sort of um, thing. So, I don't know. Maybe. I could totally be wrong. I'm know. going with horse tranquilizer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going That's... with the ritual. With, with the ritual. With a ritual okay. of some sort. I feel like horse tranquilizers are the answer to a lot of things, but you know. <laughs> so the last thing we have on these Wendigos um, is that some believe that a Wendigo can only be destroyed by a First Nations spiritual leader using a specific spell and ceremony. So there's some sort of ritual, at least in this lore, that. Um, they do have to take care of this. We don't know what it is, but um, yeah. So I think my favorite moment, um, I think I said this before, was when Haley tells Dean she doesn't know how to thank him, and he gives her that stupid smirk. (laughs) and smutty grin. Yeah, and she (laughs) says, must you cheap in the moment. Uh, I really, really love that part. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty funny. I mean, it's total just like... Dean. It's yeah. Dean in a nutshell. It's just Dean. I love that she calls him out on it, too. I mm-hmm. mean, he needed that. What was your favorite moment? My favorite was, I gotta say, it was probably the peanut M&M trail. <laughs> He's just like, well, you know, Jack and, or no, not Jack and Jill. Um, what's the... Hansel and Gretel. Hansel and Gretel. He, he's, li- he's a little Gretel. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little Hansel. <laughs> he's a little Gretel. Gretel's <laughs> um, the girl. I know. <laughs> so what was your idget or ass butt experience this last week? Well, so my first idiot or aspect moment for this week was actually while we were filming this or recording this, um, I could not for the life of me say Eric Kripke. Like, <laughs> I said Kripty, Crip something or other, it wasn't working, and then I finally get Kripke right, and I can't say Eric. <laughs> it came out Eric. So sure that did. was that was my first idiot moment. The most recent one, I guess I should say. Um, my other idiot moment from this week was so we went to the Supernatural convention um, this last weekend, which well, was just yesterday. amazing. If you guys so ever good. get the chance to go to one, absolutely do. Totally, it is completely worth the money. It's so much fun, and the actors are all like they're just such good humans they're humaning very well yeah they're (laughs) lovely yeah they've all got their great you know fundraisers that they do and they just like they you can tell they genuinely care about the fan base and just like Mm -hmm. doing the one-on-one interactions they're very humble too it's it's really such a cool experience Mm -hmm. it's it's great but um with the con, so I have this new camera that I was like great I'm gonna take these awesome pictures and you know I got some good pictures. However, 
I was an idiot and didn't decide to go through and like actually learn how to use my camera before I went. And so I was kind of trying to learn it on the fly. So I'd say probably it, maybe half, if not more of my pictures came out fuzzy. And so I had to delete a bunch of them because it just like wasn't right. Mm. So I've got a fair amount of pictures from this weekend, but definitely not as many as I would like. So that's definitely my idiot moment. Um, so what was your idiot or ass butt moment? Uh, well, I was a total idiot this last weekend also um, <laughs> at the con. I just have this horrible, stupid head cold that I got from my son, who probably got it from preschool. Um, and I was just so sick that I, I just, like, it was all that was on my mind. I couldn't get it, like, off my mind. And that's what I was focused on most of the weekend instead of this amazing convention experience. So that kind of sucked. Um, so next question what are we drinking today oh we actually probably drank a little too much (laughs) before this podcast it took us a little longer than it probably should have to record this (laughs) in a good way yeah i actually don't know what we were drinking rochelle what were we drinking (laughs) just one second (laughs) Uh, we did come up with a nice, lovely British uh, salut. <laughs> Before, <laughs> yes. Uh, um, so, Cruzan tropical fruit rum. Yes. I have no idea. I've never had it before. Pretty good, though. It was good. However, I can't actually like taste anything sm- right now. Smell or taste anything. So, like, I think it tasted fruity. I didn't need a chaser. That was kind of nice. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty. So, yeah, I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to burn this cold out of my head with alcohol. <laughs> Clearly the best way to handle any head cold. Right, right. We had a pretty good time. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, the word and is spelled out or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.